You are now listening to Changing Lives, a podcast presented by Mount Gilead Full Gospel International Ministries, hosted by co-pastor Elena Robertson. Welcome back to Changing Lives, as we are changing lives with the Word of God. Once again, thank you for joining in. We've been in the midst of a series called The Mind of Christ, and believe it or not, this is the last message for the series. I really, I could go on and on and on, but we're going to cap it off here. And if the spirit leads to go back in it, just bear with me, be patient with me. We're going to go back in it because you can't go wrong in studying the mind of Christ. But nonetheless, uh, I endeavor for this to be the last message in this series. And so our base scripture, you should know it if you've been keeping up. Okay. And that is in first Corinthians two 16 that says what we have the mind of Christ. And then our second base scripture base scripture is Philippians 2 5 that says let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus okay so we've we've been focusing on characteristics of the mind of Christ and so um, if we go through them one of the first one that we talked about was being alive or having life uh, then the second one was singleness of mind or a focused mind um, the third one was a humble mind or mind without pride, a mind full of humility. The fourth one was a pure mind. Um, the fifth one was a ready mind, having readiness of mind. And then the last one, which is not the least, but certainly very, very powerful, is peace. A mind of peace is a major characteristics of the mind of Christ. And um, we started out with the scripture for uh, the first characteristics, which was being alive or having life. And that was from out of Romans 8, 6. But in that same scripture, it relates to the characteristics of peace um, in the mind of Christ. So it says, for to be carnally minded is death. And we know that carnally minded is, is, is a mind that, that's, that's, that's focused on fleshly things, fresh, flesh, fleshly desires, fleshly wants, um, fleshly ambition, being moved by emotions and feelings in your own will and own agenda. But then it goes on to say, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace peace. So a spiritual mind is a peaceful mind. Um, again, our example is Jesus Christ because we're studying on his mind. The mind of Christ is a peaceful mind. Um, also, you know, we know, um, through learning probably when we were in Bible school or vacation Bible school or Sunday school, we learned about the fruit of the spirit. We learned that peace is also a fruit of the spirit. So it's not something that you obtain. It's something that is, it, 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 it comes out of your character when, um, when you have the fruit of righteousness on the inside of you, you have the fruit of a Christian. It is, it's a part of that fruit, the fruit of the spirit, and it is peace. And so, um, so, so it is infixed in your mind as a Christian and, and you're walking in righteousness and truth, then it's automatic that that peace should come out of you. 
you know and so that's if you're focusing on the righteousness and 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 the will and the ways of of the spirit you it will result in the fruit of the spirit and so jesus he had peace i mean he had complete peace um and his you know his life was free from sin um and free from really the cares of this world even though he came in human form in this earth realm um uh he walked in perfect peace. Why? Because as we begin to go through the scripture, you will see that it was automatic because one of my favorite scriptures in Isaiah 26, 3, where it says, you will, meaning God will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. That's one of my favorite scriptures. And it's a very powerful scripture. And it's a scripture that was evident in Jesus' life because he always had his mind on the Father. And because of that, he was always in perfect peace. I mean, perfect peace. Um, and so um, and so he was able, because out of that perfect peace to, 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 to help others to come to a resolve and to have peace. I mean, we look at his disciples. One of my favorite scriptures as well is, um, our passages is when Jesus was working with uh, his disciples and he, 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 he was, had just ministered to the multitude and he, and he told them to get into the boat and go to the other side. But in, in the midst of that, of them getting in the boat and heading to the other side, a storm came and it was horrendous. And because of that horrendous storm, it began to cause the ship to go to and fro as if it was um, going to be shipwrecked. And because of that, um, the, the disciples that were in the boat, they were just livid. They were, you know, they, they were like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? Now, mind you, Jesus was in the boat along with them at the same time. And he, and the scripture says that he was in the bottom of the boat. King James Version says the hinder part of the boat, you know, and, and he was laying on a pillow sleep. Wait a minute. Jesus was sleep on the bottom of the boat, which happens to be oftentimes, if you know anything about, about a boat, it can be the kind, the part that just seems like it rocks to and fro the most. It's just kind of crazy. And so, but he was at the bottom of the boat and he had his head on a pillow and he was resting and sleeping in the midst of the storm. Oh my gosh. How can you be in the midst of the storm sleeping and thinking that, you know, that it's okay. It's not okay. The ship is getting ready to, to be shipwrecked. The, the winds are boisterous and the waves are, uh, are, are crashing in and we're about ready to lose our lives. These were the thoughts that were running rampant through the minds of the disciples that were on the same boat as Jesus. It goes to show he was operating in perfect peace all the time. So no matter what was coming his way, uh, it didn't matter. And so the, the disciples came to Jesus and they shook him and woke him up and said, Jesus, don't, don't you care that we're about ready to, to die? We're about ready to leave, leave, lose our life? And Jesus was like, now what is wrong with you guys? Have I not taught y'all anything? He got up from his rest. He rebuked the wind. 
He commanded the waves to be still. He said, peace be still. So out of him, he was able to release peace in the midst of the storm and cause the winds to cease and the waves to, to mellow out uh, to the point where it was like, what just happened? And the disciples were just were astonished. They were like, what kind of man is this that even the winds and the waves obey him? But he was able to do that because he had his mind stayed on the father. And because he had his mind stayed on the father, he had perfect peace. And because he had perfect peace, he was able to release that peace in the atmosphere. He was able to release that peace in his circumstance and in his situation. Oh my gosh, who can't, who, who, who needs peace? We all need peace in this day. And certainly with all the unrest that's going on, we need to be able to, out of our inward being, be able to release the peace that our Heavenly Father has given us in the atmosphere to cause whatever chaos may be going on, to cause whatever fear, whatever worry, whatever doubt, whatever storm may be going on, to cause it to cease and to obey. Why? Because peace, perfect peace is on board. And when it's on board, it will command chaos and anything that is, is that, that is, that is being chaotic to cease and to calm itself. Oh, glory to God. That is powerful. So Jesus throughout his life, he was able to release peace. He was able to, to administer and to impart rest to, to our souls because his peace was sealed and perfected on the inside of him. Matthew 11, 28 through 29 is very powerful. And that it's in the message version, it, 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 it's really awesome the way it breaks it down. And, it, and this is Jesus talking in the message version. It says, are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? And then this is what he says, come to me, get away with me and you, you will recover, you will recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. He was able to do that because he was operating in perfect peace. He says, come, 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 come with me. Come get away with me. I have something to teach you. I'm going to teach you how to recover your life in the midst of the pandemic, in the midst of everything going on, in the midst of the racial racial unrest, in the midst of all of this uh, that's going on. I'm going to teach you how to continue to flow, not to go hide, put your head in the sand, hide under the covers, hide in your house. No, but I'm going to teach you how to tap into a real rest, how to recover your life, the abundant life that I came to give you. And he goes on to say, you know, this is the real rest when you have peace in the midst of the storm. Now, you know, I, you know, it said, you know, that 
Peace is not the absence of conflict or the absence of, 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 of trouble. No, it's being able to have it even in the midst of it. That's real peace. Because anybody can be peaceful when there's no chaos going on. Anybody can be peaceful when, when there's no trouble. But real perfected peace, peace that's not dictated based on a quiet setting, Come on now. <laughs> um, but peace based on an inward resolve, an inward in uh, 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 feeling, an inward impartation from the heavenly father. Glory to God. That's real peace. And so Jesus operated and flowed in peace. And, and, and because of that, he was able to impart it to us and to, to uh, dispense it to whoever needed it. So, so, you know, and so I, I, I want to do a scripture chase because we're changing lives with the word of God, right? This is, this is a changing lives podcast and everything that we do is based on the word of God. The word of God is quick. It's powerful. It's sharper than a two edged sword. It's able to, to pierce a bone from marrow. It's a discerner of the very intents and thoughts of the heart. The word of God, the entrance of it brings light illumination. The word of God is forever settled in heaven. Glory to God. And so as I do this scripture chase dealing with peace that we find uh, that's, that's laid out in the word of God, receive it for yourself. Uh, the first one that I talked about was Isaiah 26, three says, you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. How do you get perfect peace? Keep your mind stayed on God. How do you keep your mind stayed on God? Keep your mind in the word of God, meditating on the word, word of God, meditating on his promises, meditating on the truth, the, the spiritual truths that you receive from out of the word of God, keeping your mind fixed on his, his promises, keeping your mind fixed on his, his countenance, his character, his, his will, his way. Hallelujah. That's keeping your mind stayed on him. And automatically he will keep you in perfect peace, perfected peace. Glory to God. No greater peace, no better peace. Hallelujah. Than when you keep your mind on him, John 14, 27 says, peace, I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. So there is a difference. There is a, a, a pseudo, there is a counterfeit peace that makes you think that if you do all these different things, if you, if you go through some type of chanting, if you take yoga, if, if, if you take a bath and you do these different things, no, no, Jesus, you know, those things, you know, you can work those things, but it will give you a temporary peace. But the peace that he says, I leave with you, which is, which is key. It's paramount. He says, my peace I give to you. So, you know, the peace that he gives to you, it's perfect. It's perfected. And that's the type of peace you want. You don't want a temporary fix because when you wake up in the morning, something else is going to come your way. You're going to have tribulation. You're going to have trouble, but it, you know, so you need the kind of peace that is constant that is dependable, that is a fixed way of having a resolve in your spirit, even when there's still conflict, even when there's still trouble, even when there's still tribulation, even when there's still chaos, glory to God. 
John 16, 33 says, these things I have spoken to you that in me, you may have peace in the world. You will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. So, so that he said that in me, you may have peace. So he has taught us some things. What has he taught us? The word of God that teaches how to live, that teaches us how to think, that teaches us how to, to act, to, to, um, how to react, how to enact, how to, to live. He said, these things I've taught you that in me, you may have peace. Glory to God. And then in Philippians four, uh, verses six through seven says, be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Then it goes on to say, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. But these are the prerequisites. Everything that comes to trial to ruffle your feathers, that that comes to try to make you anxious. He said, don't be anxious about it. He's why he said, because if you take it to him in prayer, if you take it to him in supplication, if you take it to him with Thanksgiving, letting every request be made known to him, then his peace will come on board. The kind of peace that men do not understand the kind of peace that the world will say, what's wrong? What's wrong with you? You should be sad. You should be crying. You should be mourning. You should be distressed. You should be distraught. You should be just uh, totally out of your mind. But if God gives you that peace, then it's going to, it's going to confound the wise. It's not going to make sense, but it's going to be a resolve in your spirit that everything's all right. Glory to God. But if the world gives it to you, if the world gives you some peace, oh, try this or drink this or smoke this or sniff this or, you know, pop this or, you know, go do this act, you know, get, get this and get that and, and take this and take that. That's going to give you peace. No, it's a temporary fix. And what's going to happen is, is, is you're going to be needing some more peace and that is not going to be the remedy for it. And so it's the peace that the world gives. It's the peace that the world gives is going to cause you to lose your mind. It's going to cause you to lose, lose your job, to lose your relationships. It's going to cause you to do all these things because it's a temporary fix. And we don't want that glory to God. And so all throughout the word of God, another scripture, uh, Psalms 4, 8, I will both lie down in peace and sleep for you alone. O Lord, make me dwell in safety. Now, come on now. Who needs sleep? Who needs peace? He's, this scripture says, I will lie down in peace and I will sleep. So sleep comes with peace. You can have a peaceful night of sleep. Why? Because you are trusting in him because you know he is the one that is your dwelling place. He is the one that is your secret place. He is the one that's keeping you safe. Glory to God. Psalms 37, 11 says, but the meek shall inherit the earth and shall delight themselves in the abundance of peace peace. So as we submit ourselves to God, to, to, to his will, to his way, peace, there's an abundance of peace that comes on board. And there is scripture after scripture, after scripture that talks about the peace of God. So it is no secret that peace belongs to us. Why? Because peace 
is a major component of the mind of Christ. And what does the word of God say? We have the mind of Christ. So peace belongs to us. So you got to do what you have to do to get peace on board, but you got to let it because uh, Philippians 2, 5 says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. So, 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 so it's according to your will, your will is what you allow to happen. So if you, if you say, I, I'm going, my, I will that, that, that I'm going to allow the peace of God to happen in my life, because that's a major component of the mind of Christ. And I have the mind of Christ. So that means that I don't care if it's chaos going on all around me, I'm going to be in peace. It doesn't mean that I'm insensitive. It doesn't mean that I'm dull of what's going on. It just means that I refuse to allow the outward circumstances to cause me to be anxious, to cause me to be fearful, to cause me to be depressed, to cause me to be all worked up and out of uh, 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 just just grieved in my spirit. Um, But at the same time, I, I can still move and do what's necessary, but have a resolve in my spirit that God is protecting me. God is keeping me, that a resolve is coming, that, 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 that I'm a winner and that everything that concerns me, uh, uh, it, God is, is moving on my behalf. Amen. So peace belongs to us. And so I say to your situations, I say to your circumstances, and you have to say it yourself because I can say it for you. I can say, peace be still, but come on now, when you're down the road, when it's a couple of hours later and the enemy is trying to, to mess with your mind and, and to cause fear, to cause anxiety, to cause stress to come your way, when you're hearing this and hearing that, and the enemy is trying to mess with your spirit, you got to know that when you command your atmosphere to peace be still, that peace out of the inside of you is released and it will cause any and everything that is not lined up with the word of God to be at a state of peace. Glory to God. That is our lot. That's what belongs to us. And that is what you have a right to do. And just as Jesus caused storm, commanded storms to peace, be still. He, he commanded waves to, to peace, be still. He spoke to us. He taught us about peace so that we could have his peace so that we can know the difference between worldly peace and godly peace. And so I command you in the name of Jesus to take on the peace of God. As we begin to close out this series, dealing with the mind of Christ, you see, I got my mind made up shirt that I made up my mind that I'm going to flow every single day, all throughout the day. Why? Because I'm not just, you know, uh, ministering this to you. This is feeding my soul. But after this is all said and done, guess what sister is going to be doing? Continuing to feed my mind, continuing to study on the word of God, to know what belongs to me and how to renew my mind day by day. There are three key uh, actions that in the word of God, as we looked at the characteristics of, of the mind of Christ that I've been sharing with you in these last few uh, podcasts, there are three actions that, that, that in the word of God, you will see that God has commanded us to take with our mind, with our mind that we have the mind of Christ. And the first one is set your mind. Colossians 3, 2 says, set your minds on the 
things above, not on the things that are on the earth. There's a whole lot going on in the earth. And and, and even when things begin to, to settle down, when resolve begins to happen, when conflict gets resolved, all those things, it's still because we have an enemy in the earth rim that will always try to bring tribulation, distress, and all of those things. But we have an answer for that because we're not setting our minds on the earth. We're not setting our minds on what's going on in the earth. We are aware and we're ready by being connected to the father to be active and to do what God is telling us to do in the earth. We're in this world, but we're not of the world, but our minds aren't set on the things of the world. Our minds aren't set on what's going on in the news. Our, not, our minds are not set on the the, 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 the the racial unrest. Our minds are set on things above. And as our minds are set on things above, what is in heaven will come down on earth. What's in heaven? Equality. What's in heaven? Peace. What's in heaven? Order. What's in heaven? Uh, he, all the ingredients to deal with the wicked hearts of man and how to treat man. Because let me tell you something: you 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 may be dealing with 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 this this uh, this 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 racial unrest in your spirit. And yes, we have answers. We have the answers as the body of Christ. But if we don't keep our minds set on things above, we will not get those answers to be able to bring resolve to all of this unrest. Come on now. You know, you know, the, the, you know, there's a question out that, you know, we as Christians, we're supposed to pray for our leaders. Yes. That's that's the word of God. Did it say we're supposed to pray for them if they're godly? Nope. It said pray for the king. <laughs> it said, pray for those who rule over you, those who are in authority. I mean, it talks about four types of prayers, prayer, supplication, uh, uh, intercession, and giving of thanks for all men. It didn't say for those who are saved, for those who are doing what's right. For those who, you know, are doing, you know, what's right for my best interest, for those who are on God's, no, it says for all men, because this is what is right. And this is what is pleasing to the father because he would that all men be saved. So we got to pray for all godliness. We got to pray for peace. We got to pray that they, that our leaders will have a heart bent towards the will of the father. That's our job. When we do that, despite of, of, of what, you know, is going on. Because uh, uh, what happens is we become discriminatory against, uh, as far as Christians, as godly people, that's who we are first. We're not necessarily black. We're not necessarily white. We're not necessarily Hispanic. We're not, we are people of God first. And because of that, it's, it's colorless. God says he's of no respect of person. And we are the ones in this earth realm that are to carry the answer in the earth today. So if we we allow uh, the, 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 the philosophies, the cares and what man is doing, what he's not doing to pollute, to pollute our gospel, to pollute our conviction, to come to pollute the truth that comes from heaven, then we are no better than the next person that's next to us. We are no better than the, what, the person that may be the heathen. We're no better than the person that, that's, that's not said, that doesn't love God. We're no better. And so, and so the word of God commissions us 
to pray for our leaders. And so even in the word of God, it talks about even those who are our enemies, that we are to pray for our enemies. It says it goes even so far as to say that we are to bless our enemies. Oh my God, how can we do that? We cannot do that except we set our minds on things above our affection, our heart, our love, our desire, that yes, we, that we love what God loves and we hate what God hates, but, but, but we can't go on the hate of the world because the hate of the world will, will strip us of the love of God that's able to turn the hearts of man. Oh my goodness. Ooh. So we are to set our affections on things above and not on things that are on the earth. Why? So we can hear the instructions from the father. So we can get our marching orders from the father and everybody has different marching orders. So when somebody could be doing this, somebody could be marching, somebody could be, could be signing petitions. Somebody could be out there on the front lines Everybody has a part, but I can't make your part seem any less long as we're doing the will of the father, because when we're doing the will of the father, we can't go wrong because the will of the father will show us how we may be doing something that's underground and that you may not even know it. And it's reaping, it's reaping damage to the kingdom of darkness and it's, and it's, and it's, and it's tearing down uh, spiritual wickedness and high places. Come on now. So, so we got to stay set on the affections, our affections, uh, things above and that are of the father. That's our mandate as Christians. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So that's one action that our mind has to have to set your mind, set your mind. And, and one of the main ways that you set your your mind is you got to cast down every thought and bring it to the obedience of Jesus Christ. Every thought got to line it up with the word of God. You got to line it up with the will of God. You got to line it up with the thoughts of the father, with the ways of the father, with the word, and you got to bring it into captivity. Hallelujah. And then you're able to flow in the will of the father. Glory to God. The second is renewing your mind. This is perpetual. You don't just renew your mind one day and then the next day, oh, it's good. No, every single day you have to renew your mind. Why? Because our, our, our propensity as human beings is to always continue to bend to the flesh. When you wake up in the morning, you wake up in the morning and you have to contend with, do I feel like it? Do I don't feel like it? What's my emotions? Uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, what, what, what am I feeling? What am I, what's my will? You have to contend with all of those things. And the flesh is always antagonist to the spirit. And so, but the flesh will always try to veer you to the, 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 what it wants and, and what it feels and, 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 and all of those things. And so that's why every single day we have to renew our minds. So the scripture that we are well familiar with is Romans 12, two says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So transformation is not a one shot deal. Transformation is, 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 is continual. Uh, transformation is perpetual. And so it's a constant state of renewal. Okay. And so it's, it's like, it's like living waters. When, when, when you see a river 
A river is a constant flow. And so even, you know, uh, the Holy Spirit is an analogy of living waters that flow on the inside of us. When you receive the spirit of God on the inside of you, it's not just, oh, he drops in you and, and you and, and he fills you just for that day. It's a constant and feeling. And that's how the spirit of God is. His spirit is perpetual. Hallelujah. But we have to to not be conformed to the world, which is the way our flesh wants to be. It's, it's what's going on in the world. It's what what the world says, what the world feels, how the world wants us to be. But we have to be transformed by the constant, continual perpetual renewing of our minds. I heard this analogy, you know, as I made the analogy of, of being like a river, you know, um, you know, and so our, 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 what we do, our work in the Lord, our, 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 our countenance, our character is renewed day by day. And it, and it's an analogy like a river, but oftentimes, you know, we, you know, if we don't renew our mind, it's like a pond. Have you ever seen a pond? A pond has no influx or inflow of water. It has no current. It's not going in a constant flow. It, it, it it's, it's like a puddle, a puddle. It, you know, it, it's, it stays the way it is and it be, can become stagnant. But when you look at something like a river, a river is going somewhere and it doesn't just end. It's going somewhere. And a lot of times rivers will go into become oceans. And when you look at oceans, oceans aren't stagnant. Oceans has waves and is constantly moving and shifting and it's full of life. Okay. And so you don't want to be a pond. You want to, you want the river of life to constantly flow in you and through you, through your mind. And so the, the, the river of life is a springing up or a, a, a river of living water that overflows, that bubbles up, you know? And so, so it behooves us to yield to the spirit of God so that we can have that constant perpetual renewal every single day and all throughout the day. Cause you can wake up in the morning and, and have one mindset, but then by the end of the day, based on all the circumstances and the situations that may have come your way, some, somebody may have said something to you. Something may not have gone your way. Something may have went wrong. Um, you know, all kinds of things could happen. Um, that can be totally different from the way you started out that morning. So all throughout the day, we have to feast on the word of God. We have to feast in speaking out the word of God that helps to continue to renew our mind. We have to meditate on the word of God. We have to give the Holy Spirit um, a permission to arrest us when our minds begin to vent, vent, venture off and, and, and venture in a contrary direction than the word of God and the thinking of God and the way of God. So, so an action that's a part of the mind of Christ is a constant renewal. And like Jesus, he was in constant fellowship with the father. So that means he submitted himself to the father to constantly download to him God, the, the will of the father, the way of the father, the thoughts of the father. And it was all throughout his life 
24-7. And yes, it, it is possible when we yield ourselves, when we do what we have to do to keep the word of God before us so our minds are in a constant state of, of renewal. You can see why I'm so passionate about the mind of Christ because I'm determined. I know what the word tells me to do and I'm determined to constantly stay in that influx, that inflow of, of knowing and flowing and having that action of being in the mind of Christ. Hallelujah. You say, Pastor, why do you have so much peace? Because I'm constantly renewing my mind. It doesn't mean that I'm not presented with tribulation. It doesn't mean that I'm not presented with trials. Yes, I am. I have those moments where I say, oh, wait a minute. No, we're not going in that direction. Oh, no, no, no. We're not thinking about that. Satan, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. That's not the route we're going. That's not the mind of Christ. I have to put the enemy in his place all throughout the day. But just as the enemy is relentless, we're trying to conform us to the ways and the thinking of the world. I am determined to be relentless, to keep my mind renewed by the word of God. Hallelujah. So, 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 so that renewal is a constant flow. It's, it's, it's perpetual. And so a failure to, to produce a newness, um, it's really a sign of death. You know, when you look at that, that pond, it's, 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 it's sub- subject to disease and all kinds of bacteria um, because it's not a flow, a current to wash away and to flush out those things that, that present itself and that could become um, uh, le- that could lead to death. So, so we are, we are a living organism. Our minds are constantly, when we renew our minds in a physical sense, our cells are regenerating. We have the ability, <laughs> you know, this, we are fearfully and wonderfully made. That's what God was talking about. That is a part of being fearfully and wonderfully wonderfully made that, that in our spirit beings, when we're focused in renewing our minds, that we have the ability to cause our, our cellular structure on the inside, the physical being of ourselves to, to regenerate. Oh my gosh. If, if, I mean, if you look at it, if you, if you allow stress to come on you, it's the same thing. If, if you allow the negative part of that, if you don't renew your mind and you allow stress to overtake you, what happens? It, it starts out as a spiritual thing. It gets embedded in your mind. And once it gets embedded in your mind, it begins to manifest itself through the soulish part of your being. And then once it manifests itself to the soulish part of your being, it begins to manifest itself through the physical part of your being. And so you begin to lose sleep. You begin to, you know, chemically become chemically imbalanced and things. Some people begin to lose their hair. Uh, you begin to, you know, have all kinds of deficiencies in your body. And so, but the same way, the opposite of that is spiritually, when you are renewed in the word of God, it is able to regenerate newness on the inside of you. That's how you can be, you know, 50, 60, 70, 80 years old, and you can look younger than somebody that's in their forties, thirties sometime, you know, and it's because when you feast on the word of God, when you constantly keep yourself in check and having your mind renewed, it dictates to your soul and therefore dictates to your physical body the way it should go. Glory to God. So renew your mind. And then lastly, gird up your mind. 
In 1 Peter 1.13, gird up your mind for actions. In the King James Version, it says, gird up the loins of your mind. And, you know, as I studied about this, you know, dealing with um, the loins, you know, when you think about the first century people in the biblical days, they had tunics and they had these long in the men had these um these these tunics and, and and things that went down to their ground they had these you know robes on and so but the men when they had um when they had to 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 um to run and to do something or to move quickly um they did this thing where they girded up their clothes in such a way where they made it look almost like a diaper but yet they pulled it up in such a way where it was called girding up their loins. And so, and what it was doing was it was preparing them to be able to move quickly and, 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 and swiftly without, um, you know, tripping over their, their long robes and, and their tunics. And so, and so that analogy is, was used in the word of God, where it says, gird up the loins of your mind. And so there's some things that we have to do that we have to pull up and that we have to strap up and tighten up so, and, and so that it won't be encumbersome. It, you know, the, the word of God talks about the weight that does so easily beset us. We gotta, we have to gird up ourselves, those, those deep thoughts that we've been thinking that nobody else knows about are those deep thoughts in line with the word of God in line with the way that God is thinking thinking about yourself thinking about others thinking about your life thinking about your future is it lined up so so what you have to do you have to strap it up with the word of God and say no you know I, I'm getting I'm, I'm I'm moving on I'm not staying here look when you deal with depression that's what's going on you have not girded up the loins of your mind. You're thinking all the negative thoughts. You're thinking about what's going on with yourself and what you don't have and and what could happen to you. And you have these thoughts of evil that can overtake you. You've lost hope. All of those things are things that come on board with depression. But when you gird up your mind, when you say, oh no, look, no, this is what the word of God says. No, I'm girding up and I'm ready to move forward. I'm not staying here. I'm not standing in my room. I'm not standing in a dark room. I'm not staying with the sh- with the blinds closed and and I, I'm not isolating myself, but I'm girding up myself for action to 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 be alive, to be swift, to move as God is leading me and guiding me and directing me. So those are major characteristics of uh, of of um. Uh, of a mind that's girded up. And so when you deal with a mind that's girded up, I talked about in the last podcast, uh, a, a, a ready mind. That means your mind is ready to fulfill the will of the father, which means you are ready for service. You are ready for action. You are soldier in the army of the Lord. You say, Lord, sign me up. I know there's a lot going on, but sign me up, Lord. I'm, I'm going to do your will. I'm going to fight on. I'm going to fight the good fight of faith. I'm not going to let the enemy keep me down. I'm not going to let the enemy uh, 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 bombard me with these thoughts that are not uh, in line with God's word. And so the three characteristics, you have set your mind, renew your mind, and gird your mind. And so as we look, as we've studied, I pray that this uh, series has been a blessing to you. And I, I encourage you, go back and listen to them over and over again. Look, I listen to my own podcast, not because I like to hear myself, (laughs) 
like to hear myself. No, I listen because it's causing the word of God to constantly churn in me. I'm not giving the enemy an opportunity to get any other opinion, to get any other word in me that does not line up with the word of God. And so I pray that you, like my shirt says, have your mind made up that you're going to flow in the mind of Christ, that you're going to let this mind be in you as you allow uh, 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 the, 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 the spirit of God to resonate in your being. Hallelujah. As you allow uh, uh, the life uh, of, of the mind of Christ, hallelujah, the, the, as you allow uh, uh, the humbleness of the mind of Christ, the single-mindedness of the mind of Christ, the purity of the mind of Christ, the readiness of the mind of Christ, and lastly, the peace of the mind of Christ. Glory to God. So I charge you, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. If this podcast has been a blessing to you, give your testimony, say, give a few comments about what it has done for you or what it did for you. And uh, let me know you're there. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It will encourage my soul, but also it'll be a blessing. I know to others that will read it uh, for them to be encouraged. Uh, this, this podcast is not just because I don't have nothing better to do, but I, I, I know that God dropped this podcast in my spirit. And as I had my son to help me, uh, you know, to get this, uh, into a place where it could come to pass. I, I have such joy and uh, studying the word of God and releasing the word of God because it's the word of God that will set us free. Glory to God. And so it's not a cliche that we're changing lives. No, that's what happens when the word of God is released. And I know your life has been changed. So, so comment on uh, Apple Podcasts, on YouTube, on Spotify. Let me know you're there. And also share, share this with somebody. If you know that this has been a blessing to you, share it, share it with your, with your neighbors, with your, with your relatives, with your friends, share it with everybody, you know, because we want to reach the world with the word of God, because we know that the world needs this word. Hallelujah. They need peace. I need peace. They need peace. Everybody needs peace. So as we're changing lives with the word of God, continue in the word, continue in the mind of Christ. In Jesus' name, God bless you. This has been another episode of Changing Lives. Be sure to subscribe to stay updated on new episodes. Also, find us on the web at mountgileadfgim.org. And follow us on Instagram at Mount Gilead FGIM.